You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of Payments Innovation Podcast. This is your host, Lauren Passy from Currency Cloud. And today I'm joined by Pedro Pinto, Head of Growth from Neat. Welcome, Pedro. Thank you, Lauren. It's great to be here. It's great to have you on the show. Pedro, for our listeners, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background and kind of what's led you to your role at NEAT and just a bit of background on NEAT itself? Yeah, of course. My role, I head up uh, growth, so managing marketing and business development. Uh, A bit of background about myself. I've been in the kind of SaaS space for about 15 years from kind of the world of security, so like antivirus and encryption to collaboration and productivity. But uh, in the last couple of years, uh, my focus has been in fintech. So joined Neat about six months ago from uh, Revolut. My experience generally uh, ranges from development, product management, support, and uh, user acquisition. About Neat, so we make international trade more accessible for entrepreneurs and SMEs across the world. And Neat was actually founded by David Rosa and Igor Wuz in Hong Kong. They wanted to make financial services more accessible in Hong Kong. So uh, opening uh, accounts in that part of the world can be extremely difficult. Uh, so it was a, a real challenge for consumers. Uh, that was the first pain point that Neat Personal uh, was created to solve. But then those same uh, consumers kept telling us that uh, while having a personal account was great, the real challenge was uh, having uh, options for their side gigs, their hustles. Um, so, you know, banks had no interest in supporting them, and it was a huge barrier uh, for their success. Uh, so that's where our mission of uh, enabling the, the entrepreneur economy comes from, basically just helping entrepreneurs get paid. Uh, so now uh, need helps on entrepreneurs incorporate in Hong Kong, uh, enables them to receive uh, uh, payments in U.S. dollars, euro, pounds, and Hong Kong dollars, of course. Um, make transfers to 35 different countries at competitive rates, uh, issue visa cards, uh, integrate with accounting software uh, to uh, help them manage their expenses, um, you know, enabling them to kind of spend their energy growing their business rather than managing their business finances. Uh, Patrick, for our listeners, um... Obviously, Neat's derived from you know, wanting to enhance offerings for um, SMEs and entrepreneurs. but what, what was the original offering for um, these types of players? How did they do this type of business um, in the past? Yeah. Um, so the offers were limited. Uh, for traditional financial players, or the traditional banks, um, they don't really have an interest on serving SMEs. So there just wasn't uh, an option in the market. Um, you know, I think the traditional players see SMEs as risky and as unprofitable. Uh, they are set up for face-to-face business. So can, accounts need to be open in branches. There's a huge amount of uh, uh, paperwork. The, manual is very pro- uh, the process is very manual. And we all know that you know, there's a high risk with SMEs that they may not always make it. So we know that SMEs may not uh, um, all make it. But is that because of all the barriers that traditional service providers put in place of them? And that's what basically NEAT wants to find out. We believe that by providing the right services and support, those businesses are more likely to be successful. 
So you'd, you'd probably say that SMEs and entrepreneurs have been pretty much financially, I guess, excluded from the finance market and, until until recent times. Um, and I guess when when people think of the term financial um, inclusion or exclusion, they often think that it refers mainly to individuals um, that are unbanked. However, realistically, it's both individuals and businesses needing to have access to affordable services to meet their needs. Why do you think that it has taken so long for businesses to become financially included? I think that comes down to risk. As I said before, is the traditional players just didn't see them as being profitable for them and too much over overhead. But also the main driver now is that we see that small businesses are the largest employers, that there's more people moving from uh, you know, going to work to just doing work, setting up their, their own companies. We're seeing more like eBay millionaires and Shopify millionaires. These are you know, individuals that are setting up their own businesses. And banks now want to have a part of that. So we've seen kind of traditional players reacting to fintechs, reacting to the market changes. You know, a good example in the UK is NatWest. They launched a service to consumers called Bo, but then they also launched a, a service to SMEs and entrepreneurs called Nettle. And that's great for entrepreneurs and SMEs. It gives them that choice. You know, we see the traditional players disrupting themselves. But, but yes, taking fintechs to come along and serve that market, you know, catering their product offering to those customers and actually showing that there's a profitable market by serving that segment. So it is now much easier for small businesses to gain uh, uh, access to financial services. Therefore, they are now way more included. Uh, but as I said, you know, that's thanks to, to the fintech. But, you know, if we take our example, Hong Kong is, you know, an e- kind of exciting place to open a business there. It's an international hub. Uh, taxes are low. And it's the home of X factors. And opening b- business, the costs are actually minimal. So, you know, it feels like it's a market that it's prime for entrepreneurs and SMBs. But when it comes to financial products, it's incredibly hard uh, to open an account. The, the market has not yet been disrupted uh, as much as it could. So that's where you know, we saw our original challenge and uh, you know, where we uh, continue uh, to try and provide our services to those SMEs. So you, you mentioned um, some stuff there that I think is quite interesting to maybe dig a little deeper on. So fintechs can dramatically enhance um, financial inclusion and financial resilience um, for SMEs and entrepreneurs. Um, what would you say are the kind of the newer services available to SMEs, but also more specifically, what, what NEAT is doing for their customers? I know that you have um, additional kind of features such as integrations directly into Zero to help with reconciliation with the additional add-ons like corporate cards. But um, take us through that in a bit more detail. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that we offer is actually our incorporation services. And, you know, it may seem, uh, seem a bit odd for a fintech to offer incorporation services. What we saw was people that were setting up a new business, the, the process of getting their company registered or uh, getting an accountant of, uh, in that kind of like first year was one of the most challenging bits. So with our incorporation services, we offer that and we guarantee the business accounts or the neat accounts for them. So that takes a lot of barriers out of the entrepreneur. So someone that may have never thought of setting up their own business, now they can do that because the, the accounting side is taken care of. 
they, they have an easy way of collecting payments because once they've incorporated, we provide them with their, uh, the, the account. They have an easy way to pay their suppliers through the neat virtual card or physical card, as well as our payment facilities. Um, so that's like one of the kind of greatest examples of just not taking the kind of traditional approach of we provide payment facilities, adding a service layer that's specifically focused for those customers, uh, those kind of SMEs and entrepreneurs that may lack the knowledge or may lack the, the resources to do things themselves. As you mentioned as well, like, um, we look at the entire ecosystem. What else do SMEs need support with? So we, we partner with Zegel as an example uh, that they provide like legal documents. So from uh, creating your first contract, your first agreement. So that's a, a great resource to have. Uh, we partner with uh, Shopify so that um, customers that are creating their first website or their kind of like e-commerce site to do drop shipping, for example. So we give them a helping hand in getting started and then making them more efficient. So having integration with Zero and a partnership with them uh, to ensure that they're spending the least possible time uh, reconciliating their finances and spending a lot more time uh, adding value to their actual business. And looking looking ahead, and obviously given the, the kind of current climate that we're in today with COVID-19, how do you think that the offerings for SMEs and entrepreneurs will change as an impact of this? It's an interesting question. I think it's the understanding the SME business model and the challenges that they have. So one of the kind of the main impacts that we've seen is kind of like cash flow. There's an interesting like study that was done in the UK where SMEs on average are owned about eighty thousand pounds. So that can be have a huge detriment and impact on a small business. So you know how do we help? small businesses be educated in terms of running their finances, you know, advice on not just kind of accounting with cash flow, but also offering them ways to do invoicing. So that's, those are the areas that we're looking to, to improve and to really kind of like help SMEs better manage their, their, their business. And I think, you know, analyzing cash flow uh, and having access to additional funds on emergencies, that's also very important. So we're, you know, we're looking at, uh, the ability to offer credits in, in the future uh, to our customers, um, or at least advising them on alternative funding um, uh, facilities, because that's what we've seen in terms of the impact uh, of COVID on small businesses. It just if they had to to stop trading, did they have the resilience to carry on? The other is creating a community where businesses can help themselves. They can uh, give advice. Um, and because sometimes all, all the business needs to do is pivot. It, it can be challenging, but uh, having a community where they can uh, get help from other businesses then it's kind of the same situation and support from us also helps making those businesses more successful and more resilient. And Pedro, we, we've touched on kind of industry trends and changes that we'll see in product offerings as a result of COVID. But for Neat specifically... Have you seen any changes in um, the volume or the types of clients that have been approaching Neat to, to open accounting services with you? Yeah, thanks. That's a, a great question. Um, we've actually seen a rise uh, of uh, outsourced uh, service providers. So people that are kind of skilled at either marketing or languages or kind of like assistance type services going on on their own. 
that is uh, the kind of like freelance type of like gig economy is really rising. Uh, partly thanks to uh, platforms like Upwork and Fiverr that really enable our customers to that to that very easily. Uh, but also people are just setting up on, on their own. So they're taking the things that they they love and they're really good at and setting up uh, that as a business. One of the uh, our Canada customer base that we've seen growing is actually European entrepreneurs providing those sort of like marketing services into Asia from just lead generation. So they're kind of like uh, offering cold calling and outreach to uh, virtual services and um, even people providing translation or like language services as well. So we see that that's definitely an area that will continue to grow. And, and we're very keen to learn from that customer base. What would you say is like one of the key drivers for SMEs and and kind of entrepreneurs moving away from the incumbents? I know that we've touched on quite a few important points already, um, but given that you know a lot of you know historically everyone's kind of felt more probably their their money safe with the banks or you know lending's probably better off going through the bank. How are you kind of handling that shift or, or encouraging that shift from moving? fintechs and entrepreneurs away from the incumbents and traditional banks over to um, to the kind of fintech disruptions, yeah. as it were? Interesting question. I think a lot of fintechs are not focusing on uh, the, the kind of like sweet strategy of uh, uh, trying to take customers or SMEs away from the established banks. Our focus in particular is more to younger companies or like entrepreneurs that are just starting out now where the, you know, the traditional players are not really necessarily interested in their market. Like I said, with Nettle and other virtual banks setting up, they are starting to look to catering to those. But it's about the level of service and having a solution that's custom made for SMEs, understanding their challenges. You know, for us, we see that it's much more of a like online world. So we don't require entrepreneurs to travel to a branch to open an account. We can do it all online. Also, in terms of the, the, the level of support that we offer our customers, with 24-7 supports, and our products are designed with them in mind. So when we're looking at kind of like a small business, we're constantly adapting our product to meet their needs. We see that international trade is becoming much more important. Therefore, we offer you, you know, the need to count as four currencies for you to collect funds. So traditional players don't offer that level of functionality today. So those are the, the kind of like main differences that fintechs are creating products for like a new online cross-border world where often the kind of traditional players are very much kind of like still specific for like an in-region business. I suppose fintechs are SMEs themselves. So they probably understand the pain points um, of SMEs and entrepreneurs far better than the incumbent. Yeah, very much so. So I think, you know, we, we say, you know, for entrepreneurs, by entrepreneurs, as one of our kind of like mottos, is for us to remember that that's where we come from. Uh, we're still a young company. We've uh, experienced all those challenges them, uh, ourselves, and we know them inside out. We still experience them on a daily basis. So in a way, we're trying to solve the same pain points that we, we went through and we go through to enable other businesses to be successful. And is there a kind of key difference in the products that you have to offer to, say, an SME versus a, an entrepreneur? No, I think for us, it's the same. Whether you're like a sole entrepreneur or a 10-person company, 
the level of services is the same, the same functionality. We actually believe in just building the, the best possible product and making that available to all of our customers. Obviously, I think as, as we grow and our product matures, uh, and our customer base also kind of grows and uh, their, their businesses uh, like expand, they may need uh, specific features that may not apply to an online business, for example. But what we try to do is really like listen to our customers, have a dialogue and understand from a product perspective, how can we best solve their pain points. And on that note, then you just mentioned there as your, as your product develops and grows, what is next for, for Neat? What, what can um, you know, people expect to see from you over the next kind of 12 months to three to five years? Yeah. Uh, so like right now, what's really exciting in Neat is uh, as part of our uh, partnership with Visa, we're launching uh, our Visa card that, you know, that's designed with kind of the modern entrepreneur and SMB in mind, uh, the ability to set limits on the card. Again, as we mentioned, integrates with zero for reconciliation. Uh, we have an exciting offer of like 1% cashback for customers. So they're actually getting a return on their spending. So that last, that's kind of like our focus for this year. I think moving on from next year, one of the rather than features, what we actually want to do is focus on the experience, make the product faster, expand our the currencies we can hold, the number of countries that uh, we support, so currencies that we can make payments to, double down on that, and, and the customer experience. So rather than you know, focus necessarily on, on, on features, we want to f- focus on uh, solving the problems that our customers tell us they have today. Uh, thank you, Pedro, for joining us today. Um, for those who want to find out a bit more, what's the best way for people interested in Neat uh, to get in contact? Uh, thanks, Lauren. Yeah, you can just uh, go to our website, neatcommerce.com, or reach out to me on social media. I'm on like LinkedIn at uh, Pedro uh, E. Pinto, and it'd be great to hear from you. Great. Thanks again, Pedro, for joining and sharing some great insights. And uh, looking forward to seeing um, how Neat grows uh, in the future. Thank you, Lauren. Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at currencycloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.